Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies, put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. It's your favourite time of the week again, Born to Watch. And tonight we come live to you from the Cobra Club, where gals poker face a second to none, Damo's bluffing with a pair of twos, and I've already folded. Tonight we discuss Molly's Game, proudly recommended by the Barrel Buyer's Agent himself. What a guy. We love the Barrel Buyer's Agent. If you're looking for a property down there in the Southern Highlands, you can do no better than the Barrel Buyer's Agent. This is a true story of Molly Bloom. He went from a world-class skier to hosting the hottest poker game in town and quickly became a keeper of some very dark secrets. Let's meet tonight's players. The number two, G-Man, how are you? Really good. Glad to be back. Poker face, yeah, I've been known to have a really good poker face <laughs> over the years. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. You, you're very good at hiding things, yeah. <laughs> yep. You're very good One at hiding things. One of my strengths. Very good. One of my strengths. Yeah, look, great movie. This looking forward to reviewing this. Thanks yeah. to the Barrel Buyers Agent. Good yeah. choice. Good, good, good guy. Very good yeah. guy. Very good. And look, sliding into the third seat very comfortably now is our man from Vicky Point, Damo. How are you, mate? I'm good, but uh, I'm sorry that I've, I've let you down. I had uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter out looking for morgues last week. <laughs> uh, he's thrown in the towel. Um, dog and has? Dog has, yeah. He just, okay. As Gal alluded to last week, that, you know, morgues is. From the land, and what Dog had to say me say to me was like, we're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare, <laughs> with a man who's the best with guns, with knives, with his bare hands. A man who's been trained to ignore pain, ignore weather, to live off the land, to eat things that make a billy goat puke. That's who we're dealing with. Here we are. So I'm going to try a different tack to try and get hold of him, and I'm, I have a feeling he might have a police radio or something, and he might be listening. So I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to just try. So uh, here we go. Company leader to identify Baker team. <laughs> Morgan, Mesner, Ortega, Coletta, Jorgensen, Danforth, Berry, Krakow. Confirm. Talk to me, Morgs. <laughs> Look, guys, uh, I'm trying. Uh, I think I've done all I can. Look, mate, he, he's out in the land. He's gone. Yeah. He's Matthew Markinson. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He is, he is a ghost. He's a ghost. We, don't, we don't know when Wait. he'll be back. We, we're going to keep sending messages. But, you know... He'll be back when he comes in off the land. That's all we can tell you. Mate, he's got a walkabout with Mick Dundee. He has. <laughs> he's more wall than Mick Dundee, though, let's be honest. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or donk. <laughs> yeah. He's got an ass like Linda Kozlowski, though. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Look, now there are plenty of gambling movies out there, but not many that are based on real-life events and even less that involve the Russian mob, business tycoons, and Hollywood royalty. I'm sure we'll get there a little bit later in the episode about exactly who some of the real players are at Molly's game. But we're going to save that for later. Okay, so as this is a 2017 movie, we've only done another movie in this year before, Three Billboards. And other than that, it's Top Gun Maverick. So we're out of our comfort zone with a relatively new movie. When was the first time you saw Molly's game, Gal? I know, I know. I know this one. It was 24 hours ago. Okay. Yeah. No, I look, I wanted to watch this, hadn't got around to it, and then after... The, the Barrel Buyers agent put it onto it. I, I wanted to... You know, and Whitey, you'd given it a pretty good rap too. Yeah. So I was very keen to have a watch of this. 
Yeah, absolutely. So one. One well, is so we'll for me. How about we set over and unders at one today? Damo? Well, we have to throw my dog ears thing out of the equation. Yeah, then. we will. This is We're going with the actual number this So, time. yeah. Well, Gail only watched this 24 hours ago. Like, talk about late to the party. I watched this 48 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're very good at the early research. I'm, I'm like this early sort of adopter. Yeah. You know, I get in there early. You... Last minute. Yeah. yeah. Gals, just Gals cramming. A bit of a last minute. Just cramming. Yeah. Gals a bit of a last minute. Okay, I have seen this movie three times, which is, you know, low for me on most accounts. Saw it when it first came out. Didn't see it at the movies. Had seen it another time and then only watched it a few days ago again. So three for me, uh, which, you know, pretty good, I think, for a 2017 movie. Okay, let's listen to the trailer. I'm Molly Bloom. Do you know about me? I read your indictment after I got your call last night and I brought your book. Do you understand that you are charged with operating an illegal gambling business? Are you taking me on as a client? I don't think I can convince my partners to take a flyer on the poker princess. If you think a princess can do what I did, you're incorrect. I'm getting that you don't think much of me, but what if every single one of your ill-informed, unsophisticated opinions about me were wrong? I'd be amazed. This is a true story, but except for my own, I've changed all the names. Hey, Molly, my weekly poker game is moving to the Cobra Lounge. You'll help run it. I was in a room with movie stars, directors, and business titans. They were going all in, all the time. Thank you, Molly. This is for you. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop paying you. That's my assistant. You firing me? I'm not firing you. I'm just going to stop paying you. You get paid once a week from the game. It doesn't seem fair. You're going to stop paying me because I'm making too much money doing my second job. And if I say no, I'll lose both jobs because it doesn't seem fair. You don't have bargaining power here. You are unimportant. Do you know how many witches were burned in Salem? How many? None. They didn't burn witches. It's a myth. They hanged them. The humiliation had given way to blinding anger at my powerlessness. I wasn't going to wait before I put a plan in place. I'll be hosting a game in this suite every Tuesday night. First buy-in, 250000 That's going to make noise. Let's play. I spent eight years in Hollywood and two years in New York running the world's most exclusive and decadent man cave. Have you seen the other names in your indictment? Come on, Marty, just out deep into the Russian mob. Where are you? Your exposure's crazy. You got 2.8 million on the street right now. You're gonna get blown up. You managed to build a multi-million dollar business using not much more than your wits. I'm about to be charged in federal court. Well, nobody's perfect. There's a new offer on the table. Complete immunity. We hand over the hard drives. You've seen what's on those hard drives. Families, lives, careers will be ruined. Why are you in this alone? Where are the people you're protecting by not telling the whole story? I'll tell them everything they want to know about me. About me. That's it. Uh, another quality trailer from Born to Watch here. And I'll tell you what, guys. If you head to our YouTube channel, you can actually watch all of the trailers of all the movies we are covering. They're slowly being uploaded, copyright or not. Move on. Okay, Gal, why don't you tell us about Molly's game? Okay. Molly Bloom, a beautiful young Olympic-class skier, ran the world's most exclusive high-stakes poker game for a decade before being arrested in the middle of the night by 17 FBI agents wielding automatic weapons. Her players included Hollywood royalty, sports stars, business titans, and finally, unbeknownst to her, the Russian mob. Her only ally was her criminal defence lawyer, Charlie Jaffe, 
who learned that there was much more to Molly than the tabloids led us to believe. Yeah. It's a pretty good synopsis. Yeah, it is. Yep. It is. It, it's an interesting movie because because she's not willing to give anything away. I found it quite interesting that they were able to push this for two and a half hours almost. Because she keeps a lot to herself. Like, she really does. So are you talking about, like, the the fact that they filmed uh, this is like a two-and-a-half-hour movie or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but it wasn't um, slow. No, all. it wasn't. Well, Sorkin's the master. Yeah. So he's witty dialogue and he's, well, he's t- the king. There's, there's lots of, you know, there's about four different time periods here too. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of flashback. Little, little kid, yeah. there's sort of skier version, there's, uh, you know, poker days version, and then there's the, you know, the, the current yeah, version. The current yeah, version, so yeah. there's like four times sort of... Mm. There, there was a lot of flashback to. to her Olympic, you know, skiing, which I, I'm not sure that was all that relevant in, yeah. in this story. But I guess they're setting the scene for the person she becomes and how she yeah. handles well, that she's situation. A winner. Well, she wants to win. Yes. Like, so I think that, but it's I, also not skiing, wanting to give away everything. But being, I, th- being I think her I th- personality. I really think the skiing thing is really lining up the reason for her doing this. Yeah. Which is what we find out on the park bench towards the end of the movie with Kevin Costner. Which is a great scene, mm. mind you. But we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, critical thinking. IMDb has this at 7.4 out of 10. And it's certified fresh, 82% on the tomato meter, and an 84% audience score. So it rates pretty good to me. Okay, a couple reviews. Good one. Peter Travers from The Rolling Stone. Aaron Sorkin's directorial debut gives poker queen Molly Bloom the royal treatment she deserves. Star Jessica Chastain proves an eloquent in silence as she does in speech and deals audiences a winning hand. Oh, very clever. Yeah, very nice. Very clever. She's very good in this movie. She's oh, really, yeah. really good in this She's movie, very, yeah. Very, this, quite this, understated, really. Yeah, this role suits her very well, yeah. which we'll get to later. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, bad review. Ty Burr of the Boston Globe. It's tempting to think of Molly's game in poker terms. Sorkin's holding a queen, a king, and at least a couple of aces. But the tell is that he talks too much. And in the end, you realise he's bluffing. Yeah, wow. Okay. Clever. Clever. It's a clever review. I don't know if it's really on the uh, on the mark, no. though, to be honest. I think he's just trying to throw as many card references a, in as he can. <laughs> it's a bit wankery. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a full house of wankerisms. Good work, Ty. Full house, yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay, Gow. Ordinary people, why don't you tell us about the cast and, and all the other business? Okay, here we go. The film star, Jessica Chastain, we'll start with. She was a dancer as a child um, and was performing different plays and productions all around California where she grew up. And she actually went to Juilliard as a drama major after that. Um, Had some early TV roles in ER and Veronica Mars in the early 2000s. But her first movie role was a movie called Jolene in 2008, which is about a teenager who spends some years travelling across the country experiencing life, love and heartbreak. That's off the back of the cover. (laughs) Which is a bit like what Morgs did, you know. I oh, sort of watched oh, him right. do that, you know, through his travels. Actually, it's what Morgs is doing at the moment. It could be. Yeah. Could be out there it, searching. It, yeah. Reliving. <laughs> Might be. Might be reliving the good He's, days. Yeah. But yeah, so look, uh, that one had Dermot Mulroney in it, Denise Richards. She oh. was then in The Help in 2011. Yeah. That's a good movie. Emma Stone, yeah. So she was an Oscar and a BAFTA nominee for Best Supporting Actress in that one. Uh, onto Lawless in 2012 with Tom Hardy. You yeah. seen that one? Yeah, I have. I saw that a while ago. Good flick. She gets boobs out. Yeah, Guy Pearce in it. Shia LaBeouf's in it. I have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then she was in Zero Dark Thirty in 2012, and another Oscar nom, and she won the BAFTA. She's excellent in yeah. Zero Dark. I think we've spoken before about Zero Dark Thirty. It's such a good film. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, and she's she is really amazing good. in it. So 
Catherine Bigelow wanted her as the lead role and offered her the lead role of Maya in Zero Dark Thirty after seeing her in a, in a movie called Coriolanus in 2011, but her agents declined it. So they declined it on her behalf. But anyway, there was a, a, one of the producers, Megan Ellison, she'd worked with her on Lawless, and then she gave Catherine Bigelow her number, and she accepted the role. Yeah, you can't be, yeah. you've got to be careful of your agents, don't you? That, that would have been oh. a big miss. She'd won a BAFTA out of that and an Oscar nom. Like, that's a, oh, that sent her through the stratosphere, yeah. Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. I, I've always been very careful choosing my agents, uh, which is why I've yeah, never well chosen one. Smart. I've never yeah. chosen one. I've always <laughs> acted on behalf of myself. Yeah. Mate, you'd be running your own deals. Yeah. you got to. Easy. Definitely. Please. Then in 2014 in Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway, The Martian, 2015. And then in obviously into the universe with The Huntsman in 2016, Molly's Game 2017, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker in 2020. She won an Academy Award for that. She got the Oscar for Best Lead Actress in that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and most recently in The Good Nurse with Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, that's, that's, I, came that's out this a, year. It's a good movie, that oh, yeah. Netflix movie. I didn't mind that. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Redmayne playing a lunatic. That's you watched that when you come back on the plane from Bali. I did, as I remember from the I raid. Did, I did. Does it mention anywhere about um, Whitey's Hall Pass in her bio? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I think I think that's in Australia. She's got to come here. Well, that's well, ridiculous. It'd be on the Wikipedia page. I'm sure. The problem is, is that she plays the cards pretty close to her chest, old Jessica. She's very similar to Molly. Well, yeah, well. So you're we, may, to... we may or may not have already sealed the deal. Mate, no one will know. Oh, oh my well, God. You <laughs> need to find a way around her agents, mate, because they're, they're going to blackball you. Oh, well, right, you've got to get it. You've got I've to get got a couple black balls. I've got a couple of black balls on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're blue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Idris Elba. Now, most will notice, we've, been, we've talked about Idris before, but he was in The Wire uh, in the early 2000s. Stringer Bell. Show, Stringer Bell. Yeah, nice, Whitey. Nice pickup. Yeah, you like that? that yeah. How many seasons are you through now? Uh, I'm still through, going through four. S- still yeah, nearly stuck Nearly the fifth. Nearly okay. the fifth. Yeah. Um, he was in American Gangster in 2007, Rock and Roller in 2008, which we yeah, went through we a few that. weeks ago. Obviously in the American office. And then into the MCU in Thor. Heimdall. Heimdall. As Heimdall, yeah. yep. And he's in Love and Thunder more recently as well. He's in Hobbs and Shaw, Luther, TV show. Oh, Luther is so... Listen, F-Wits, I've said it. About five times on this podcast. <laughs> if you are not watch Luther, no, it's I on don't. Netflix. Do yourself a favour. And there's a new movie which has just come out as well, which you can watch just on its own. But go back to season one of Luther. It's brilliant. He is so good. Yeah, it's yeah. a good series. Should one. be the new. He should be the next James Bond. Yeah, Idris Elba. He's so good. Yeah, he's really good. He's no. He's no uh, Henry Cavill. He'd be the best James Bond. Yeah, ma- I, I don't. I don't disagree. I think he'd be good too. But change it up a bit. <laughs> Frobio, we'll change it up, you know. Well, mate, he did his biggest work. He was a DJ years ago. Oh, and he was called Big Driss the Londoner. Whoa, <laughs> mate! He's right. No, he Big co-produced Driss. and performed oh. on on Jay Z's album in two thousand seven, American Gangster. Wow, yeah, Big Driss, Big Driss the okay. Londoner. Well, that's okay. From now on, on the Born to Watch podcast, <laughs> he shall only be known as the Big Driss. The Big Driss, we know it. We okay. know what that means. Yep. There's rounders now. The Big Driss, yep, rounders, and the Big Driss. Yep. I should. Yeah, they should get a collab, do something together. Yeah. Next up is Kevin Costner. Now, let's not go too th- too far through here because he has got a very deep back catalogue. Yeah, but we all know him from a ton of movies. Dances with Wolves in 1990, obviously. Mm-hmm. He Trumani won Best Futunka. Picture and Best Director. Um, Trumani Futonka. The Bodyguard. Owachi. <laughs> Thanks, John Dunbar. And, uh, Actually, Graham Greene's in this movie as well. Kicking Bird. Oh, he is too. He's the, yeah, he's he's the, the judge. judge. He's the oh, judge. Yeah. yeah, he has a little role yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Wow, I, th- I, I was thinking, yeah. where do I know him from? Yeah, yeah he was. He pulled it. Oh, oh, yeah, I was about to say then. 
I don't know. He pulled him off at the side well. and said, uh, <laughs> you know, where stands with the fist? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Graham Green was actually in The Last of Us as well, did a couple of episodes of that. He was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he played the uh, the old digger with the they stop at the, at the house, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Look, we move on. We've got Chris O'Dowd. I like Chris O'Dowd. He's very good. Really, he really is good. He's so good in he's this. So, he's good in this. He, he's in, he will be in my good when I bring that up. How yeah. uh how miserable is his life though? Oh. Like in this movie. He but oh, he's so funny. God. He's funny every time he opens his mouth. Yeah. yeah, he is funny. Have you guys watched Get Shorty, the TV series? No, no, with, I know with you've got Ray Romano. Yeah, it's a really good show and he's in it and he's a bit like the He's the um, the hitman that that's a sort of reluctant hitman that's sort of trying to get out of it. Oh, hitman with a heart of gold. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and he gets sort of sucked back into that world. And but it's a really good flick. And you know they had two, I think it was two or three seasons. I was riding into it, and then they they canned it. Mm. Nothing's ever covered again. And it was sort of the story wasn't finished. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. But that that show's really good. He was he was also in Thor in the Dark World. Um, he was also in the IT crowd, which is the TV show. Yeah, that's where he sort of came to a, a bit of uh, yeah. That's where he, that's where he really yeah. was famous. Yeah, he was With in that, This Is Forty as well around yeah. the same time. He's also in Bridesmaids. Yeah, he is too. Yeah, he plays the copper. Yep, opposite Kristen Wiig. Um, the only other person we have here is Michael Cera as Player X in this oh, movie. Mm. He's straight out of Whitey's favorite show, Arrested Development. Oh, it's a great show, Arrested yeah. Development. Very funny, Bateman. That, Bateman oh, at his best. Yeah. That's probably where he first came to public attention, but he was in Juno after that. Yep. Super bad. Super bad. Year one. Now, year one. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Now, year one is honestly, I has to be one of the funniest, How funny is funniest movies ever. How is, good is Oliver Platt in that movie? Oh, he is fantastic. And he's got to rub the oil on his chest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Oh, no, um, Hank Azaria. Oh, you know, yeah. he, uh, there is so, honestly, that's probably my top. Sort of three funniest movies it's year funny. one. It's very funny. But Michael Cera is so good in that. Well, the good thing about Michael Cera is he's not afraid to take the piss out of himself. So in This Is The End, what got a, it. What a memory. Yeah. <laughs> You're all over it. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. in, in This Is The End, he, he really takes the piss out of himself. As they, they all play themselves. So Seth Rogen plays themselves, James Franco. They okay. all play themselves. And he's just this obnoxious fuckwit <laughs> who's you know getting getting rim a rim job and a blow job in the dunny while he's sipping on a popper, <laughs> and you know you want to sip you want to sip oh jeez yeah, it's just hilarious he's so he's actually he's a pretty good actor he's I like him yeah. a lot so good he's, he's very really understated very isn't he? understated he's good he's yeah. super dry very dry oh, very dry yeah. and look that's that's really it. we won't go through the rest of the cast I'll leave Aaron Sorkin we talked about Aaron Sorkin before. Yeah, look, Sorkin is a. This is his directorial debut, though. Yep. Uh, and he wrote and directed it. Obviously, adapted from the book Molly's Game, uh, by Molly Bloom, who wrote it herself and left everything everything out of it. <laughs> he does a pretty good job. Yeah, it's a really good job. He does a pretty this, yeah. good job as a first mate, go. Mate, he got an Oscar and a BAFTA nom for for this. Yeah, it does help. He's got an unbelievable cast, even yeah. all the way down to the poker players, even the guys like Hal Eustace. Uh, the, all the guys that play the, the the what seem inconsequential people but end up playing quite a role, yeah, they're all incredible. Yeah, even with ten and twelve minutes, fifteen minutes of screen time. Yep. So it does help. Well, all the all the extras in that were all professional poker players. Yeah. Because they wanted to have the realism of you know people the way they held the cards, right. the way they yeah. interacted. So they he had them all in there as professionals. So. Yep. All right. Anything else, Gal? No. That. Oh, look. I'll go through the gross with you quickly. So. This movie domestically grossed twenty eight point eight million and twenty four point five international, so it was fifty two point 
total worldwide. A budget of thirty million. So it didn't make a heap, but the opening weekend was two point three million. This was outside the top hundred for the year. Crazy, isn't it? So when you look at the let's have a look. We, we've been through two thousand seventy four, but the top movie was Star Wars: The Last Jedi Shit. at one point three billion. Hang on though, but Dame, I'll be here to defend it. Yeah. Okay. Can we just right this smear <laughs> right about me liking The Last Jedi is right. unbelievable. This is my miss for the year. This is. Honestly, one of the worst movies ever made. I, I agree. It's it was my dud the last time we did oh, 2017. But to smear me as a Last Jedi fan, like, uh, unbelievable. I'm just giving you the, pl- <laughs> the the platform to get out and just, you know. Yes. Yeah, so look, it, it didn't didn't do so well at the box office, this movie, but I'm sure it's done well in the later years. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a cracking film. No, it is good. But look, as we've, we've spoken this before, but the best picture and best director was The Shape of Water that year for Guillermo del Toro. Gary Oldman... As Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour was Best Actor, and then Frances McDormand and Sam Rockwell were Best Actress and Best Supporting. Billboards. Yep, yep for billboards. Yep. Yep. Bodyboards. <laughs> Out the door. <laughs> okay, well done, Gow. Another cracking uh, part from you. As always, we're going to move into 2017. Hit Sleeper or Dud. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we've done 2017 before, so I'm going to come up with one each in the categories, and my hit for 2017 is Spider-Man Homecoming. So we had seen Spider-Man in uh, a couple of the Marvel movies before he got his own new rebooted uh, franchise. It's a cracker. It's very, very good. Uh, Tom Holland is hes almost, I think he's probably the best Spider-Man there's been. I know that uh, Player X might have something to say about that. <laughs> but I think that Tom Holland is probably the best. And I really love the chemistry between him, Zendaya, and his, his chubby mate. I think they're really, oh, yeah. really good together. Is that the one that when they go to like, Europe? No, that's far from home. Oh, right. So the, I get on that, up. So the first one's Homecoming, second one's Far From Home. Right. And the third one is No Way Home. Right. Yeah, because they yeah, there's No Way Home. He's yep. gone. Yeah, so anyway. Anyone else for a hit for the year? Mate, oh, I, I loved Thor Ragnarok. To me, this was, this was my second favourite Marvel behind Iron Man. It was a funny... How good is Immigrant Song in that movie, though? Oh, mate. How yeah, Led Zeppelin. well is it used? It, it, it is awesome. But yeah. it, it's just a really... Geez, I really thought Marvel were back. Oh, I loved it. I really thought it was such a good. Do you know movie. what's happened though? Is I reckon that Taika Waititi has gone a little too far. Mate, he's, he's, he lost the plot in yeah, that last. He's one. gone a yeah. little too far. Yeah, that one was he had he had the balance perfect. He did, and then it's just then it was all humour in that last one. It yes. was just stupid. Yeah, love and thunder. He, he's taken the ball and run with it, hasn't he? Too much there. Yeah, he's got a new movie coming out which stars Michael Fassbender about a uh, soccer team in the south, like Samoa. And it looks like he's gone back to his I roots. Has, I saw that preview. Yes. Yeah, it looks like he's gone back to his roots, and it actually looks really good. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. You got a hit, Gal? Yeah, my hit for this year, which we we've already done as a movie, is Three Billboards, which we talked about earlier. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Cracking movie. Really well acted from everyone in that, and a great story. Great story. Definitely. Okay, I've got a sleeper here, which probably shouldn't really be a sleeper. Paddington Two. Oh, jeez. Oh. I didn't even see Paddington 1. Well, I'm telling you, you should go and watch the Paddingtons. They are great movies. They really are. And the second one could be right in there for the option for being a better sequel than the original. It's right up there with Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, gee, Paddington yeah, Terminator 2. 2. Yeah. Paddington 2. It's very good. He eats his marmalade. It's excellent. It's I, really I worth do it. like marmalade. It's really worth a watch. Do you? Yeah, only like if I stay at a hotel or something, I always get a little marmalade, the little pack. Really? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a special treat when you're in having the breakfast down there. You could you could just buy a tub of cotties and have it at home. It doesn't taste as good. Never in, does. In Do you know what doesn't taste as good in that is the single serve tartare sauce. Yep. You can't. There's nothing better. Master food single serve tartare yeah. sauce. Yeah. If you buy a it jar is good. of tartare sauce, it's not the same. Nowhere near it's as good. Not the yep. same. Totally. Yeah. Anyone else got a sleeper? I've got one now. It's sort of between a hit and a sleeper, but it came in number 64 on the money list, so I put it in as a sleeper. It's American made. Oh, Tommy Cruise. With Tom Cruise. Now, it's a story yeah. about Barry Seal, who originally was a TWA commercial airline pilot that ended up flying drugs back from Central America um, and was in one of the biggest CIA operations in history. And it's a really good flick. Yeah, okay. Um, based, on, based on real life events, but uh, obviously some liberties with the story, but it's, it's a good flick. And Tom Cruise, as usual, is really good in it. But um, yeah, I enjoyed watching. Yeah, that it's movie. good. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's quite good. It's quite good. Damo, you got anything for Sleeper? I I don't know if you guys brought it up the other week. I can't really remember. But I, I like that that second Kingsman, the um the Golden yeah. Circle. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's kind of brutal, violent, very violent. But it, that's the one with Elton John in it. Ah, uh, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, and, and the, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it is. They're good. They're actually really good. The, the Kingsmans. Yeah. Bit but different. I, I think that's my favourite one. That second one. Yeah, I really the, liked it. The, the third one's not very good. Yeah, the, with the uh, Rasputin or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The third one's not very good. Uh, okay, duds, and not Felix a dud. Right. Oh, okay, still on holiday. A dud. Uh, <laughs> Whitman Price and her dud. <laughs> okay, the Dark Tower, Stephen King adaptation, starring the Big Driss. as the gunslinger, the Big Driss the Londoner. Yeah, as and uh, Matthew McConaughey as the the. Uh, is it the dark man or whatever, the black man in the black coat? Essentially the guy from the stand. Right. And I tell you what, it should have worked. It should have been amazing. It's it's a really good book, The Dark Tower. It's a short book. It's one of Stephen King's best and it's got a whole universe that it was supposed to spark. It's terrible. I think I've seen half of it's it. It's terrible. Yeah. And the big Driss, he's the gunslinger. He really is. He's actually by far and away the best part of the movie. But they dropped the ball. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Look, I've got one here. It, it may offend. We've got a triple threat in, in the yeah, room. Be careful what you say. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit say. worried about this. But <laughs> yeah. um, my, my dud for the year was Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't like it? No, didn't even get all the way through. It not, that I've seen the, not that I've seen the other ones. But, was, me neither. But I've seen <laughs> parts of it and I was like, well, the first one I believe was really good. The first one was okay. Look, yeah. I got sucked into them because Luke actually – Got quite into them as a kid, Jeez, as a yeah. younger kid, and and then obviously Isabel, as a younger baby, quite enjoyed the Pitch Perfect movies. But first one was okay. Anna Kendrick is good. The girls. Anna are good. Kendrick's really good. Yeah, Anna Kendrick's really good. And then it's it's probably three times worse than the first one. Yeah. Uh, Rebel Wilson's good in it too. Yeah, she's good. Um, yeah, I really I didn't mind that first one, but yeah, Pitch Perfect three. I saw parts of that. Okay, very good. Damo, look, I'm not going past the Last Jedi. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh, that was my it, dub. The, it was just such a dreadful movie that nothing made sense. Um, everything that you knew about Star Wars was thrown out the window, and it, it was just a horrible show. Just really disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing for me. The way they treated the the original characters in the whole of those sequels is just shocking. Yeah, really bad. Luke Skywalker. I mean, Mark Hamill. Just so much potential that they could have done. And I don't think they could have done... Even if you tried, could you have done it worse? I don't think so. Yeah. 
Well, I was only reading today that J.J. Abrams came out and said that there was actually no planning by Disney for that. I know. And you can tell. Everyone could tell by Disney. In course. fact, the fact that they gave each director the job of writing the script. So J.J. Abrams wrote the script and, and did it, and then they handed it off to Ryan Johnson, who then wrote a, wrote a script. So they were all siloed, and then J.J. Abrams was given the, the reins for the third one to try and fix it up. But Ryan Johnson really screwed the pooch on the, on the Last Jedi. Really? Just took it in a completely wrong direction. It yep. shouldn't have been called The Last Jedi. It should have been called The Cash Grab. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was just, it's just, yeah. Anyway, we've yeah. spoken at the Star Wars done. Yeah, it was not good. Okay, question time. And this is three Shawleys. So question one. Surely you rat on the players. Surely for $5 million, you give them the names. Just You can just leave the country, start again. You've got $5 million bucks in your pocket. It's your money. Well, here's I thought about that, and here's my take on it. Because this was going to go into the bad, but this this is a portrayal of her life, and she had input into this movie. Mm. Is this part of her saying, "Well, no, I'm I'm going to tell everyone how how good I was, and you know how strong of character by not doing this"? Is that really true? We don't know, but she did have some bad mafia, Russian mafia types in there too. So I'm not sure that the five million dollars. Well, I want to get to may the, have been worth wanna, worth it yeah. if that's if that is in fact true. I, in my bad, we'll get to the Russian mafia stuff. What do you reckon, Damo? Do you, do you, do you give them up? No, yeah, I've got this in my kind of bad and kind of ugly as well. But is, you know, her excuse for not doing it was because I will ruin families and lives. What The information on that hard drive. Mm. Okay, so... She kind of made herself out to be a martyr. Remember, she's writing this story. That's yeah. what I'm getting yeah, at. So yeah. she's, she's writing this story. She's made out now that she's a martyr because she wants to protect families and lives. Where was this honour before? For a decade, she'd organised high-stakes poker games, which ruined families and lives. So she did not care about families and lives. There was something else on that hard drive that incriminated her. She can't use that excuse because it's just a contradiction. Um, so to me, there was something on there that would mean that she would be exposed. Yes. It had nothing to do with protecting other people. She wasn't a martyr. I've, I found that... Uh, it was that, just purely but, self-interest. No, but is this because this is just her trying to tell her story and say, hey, everyone, I'm a pretty good I'm person wonderful. in the end. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like, I would never have done that because I'm a good person. Exactly. That's what I mean. She She's made herself... She's only going to you know, paint the picture of her being this honourable, good person. But it's like, what you've just done... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was people that committed suicides. There was people that didn't go to their wife's, remember their guy's wife's 40th. He just didn't, yeah, he yeah. just kept gambling. Hell, Eustace. Yeah. So she totally ruined families and lives. So that cannot be an excuse why she wouldn't take that five million, like honour over reason. No, she should have taken the money unless there was some other yeah. incriminating exposure why she didn't want it to be. But they were giving her full immunity though. So that's right. But there must have been something on there that may, that's like, you know, exposed Someone her. else would know. Someone else would know. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. All right. Surely, you don't treat your daughter like a leper because at five, she caught you cheating in the car. Surely. Yet again, that it's a good scene, but they did race through a lot of stuff in those two minutes that he gave her the three questions. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of their earlier life covered in him giving it, I'll give you a free lesson. Like, yeah. That, I enjoyed. Session, I thought that sorry. was pretty good, though. It was a good oh, scene, yeah. but but they did try to cover a lot of that background there, and to say, yeah, like, yeah, you know, because you knew, so that's why I treated you like. Yeah, but okay, like it's, it's yeah. she's five. Yeah, you can tell her whatever, and just because she said something at a camera, 
that made him feel like, oh, that's about me. Like, it's more about how you feel about yourself. Don't take it out on your five-year-old daughter. He was a real dick to her. He was, but so was Demir Dokic, and so was Richard, Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, um, was, it, was it King Richard? Is that the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sports, sports dads, you know, there's a lot of assholes, and it's kind of just a trait where they push their kids and the way they treat their kids. It's it's to me he he's not Robinson Crusoe there. Oh right? no, there, I agree with that. There's plenty of sports driven parents that you know they they love their kid, but they treat them like shit. Yeah. Well, I get the impression that he wasn't a great guy at times when they're growing up, and they and they talk a little bit about how hard he was pushing them, and but they don't they sort of gloss over it a little bit. He doesn't come off as bad as he probably could, uh, or probably was. I t- I've got to say, here's a rule to live by, right? You need to tell your daughters this. I'll tell my daughter. Probably doesn't account for you, Gal, because you've got two sons. Don't get in a relationship with a university or a college lecturer. (laughs) Every one of them roots their brains out. And he was another one. Yeah. Yeah, the only honourable one was uh, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because even when the girl batted her eyelids that had uh, I Love You on it, he just... Yeah. And he no, was he up for some it. young poontang. Because yeah. Marion was pretty young. So he yeah. didn't mind. But she looked older though. Yeah, she did. But I think they started dating when she was like 15. Something like that. I think we went through it on Raiders. Yeah, we did. She was young. Okay. Last one. Surely there's more retribution for the concierge after the package's debacle. Oh. Surely she goes and slaps him. Surely she does something to him rather than just, I guess the packages never got to me or whatever. What did she throw at him? Or she doesn't him? throw anything. She doesn't say anything. She, she just walks over and says something. She hits him. She, oh, she little... pushes him on the shoulder, I think. Yeah, but, the, but, like, that, but it's, not a, it's not a slap or don't anything. Don't you belt him? Uh, yeah. I, she I look, flogged. Yeah, I know. But, you know, you you, you never know, too. Well, that, but he, he, he could have been... in bed with him? But, yeah, but he could have been completely... Mate, we'll, um, you let us in or we'll go and beat yeah. the shit out of you and beat the shit out of your family. And yeah. he might have been in a... Painted into a corner as well. Yeah. Well, the the limo driver kind of just got off, didn't he? It was like he got, he was the one that set up with the first set it up, sort of and, then, and then he was just gone. But I guess there's nothing she could do. It's the mafia. Yeah. She was yeah. done for. You know, she just had to take it and then and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't she, think I don't think you can sort of start playing with the mafia at any sort of level, even at minute level, and thinking that you're going to come out and it's going to be yeah. all fine. But, yeah, for but sure. this the whole premise of this story, too, again going back to that is that she never had bounces or people collecting money or anything like that. It was all very lily white. That's right. So whether that's true or not, but she and didn't have anyone to, to, to get back at them. You know, and, she, and was, I, she was on I, her own. I want to cover that soon because it's so the, – the whole movie feels uh, rose-coloured glasses. Yes. Right? It's all rose-coloured glasses, Sonny, but we'll get to that. Okay. And we're going to get to it very shortly because now it's time for <laughs> – The good, the bad, and the ugly. And we'll start with our guest, Damo, part of the furniture now. Good. Good was uh, Jessica Chastain. She she was really good. And I, I her um, the clothes and everything that she wore, she looked great. She really fit Not that Not in that part. first dress, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She thought she was looking good. Yeah, I know. I, and he ripped I'd, into her about it. I'd forgotten that he ripped into her. So I'm going, God, that dress is bad. And then he goes, fucking terrible dress. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, she did a really good Molly Bloom. And I even heard an, an interview with um, that Dan Bilzerian bloke. Yep. Uh, yeah. He said, spoke like her, behaved like her. They obviously didn't look 
exactly the same, but he's a very, very similar, really close to the real Molly Bloom. Um, and also like Chris O'Dowd, as we mentioned before, it just he was so dumb, which to me is kind of like that perfect poker player to come because they wanted these... Uh, the dopey sort of fish, you know, like here's the bait, you know, these Hollywood stars come and play poker with them. These guys aren't too bright, and holy crap, they weren't too bright. Well, was the, the thing is, she she's acted like she was so uh, holier than thou. The whole thing was a setup. Yes, get these. The whole thing was a setup. Get these these, these rich fish yeah. in and absolutely just take them. But yeah, he he was really funny in it. Um, but we you just mentioned the father daughter chat. I love that scene. That yeah, was I the best it. scene in the movie. I love it. I mean, it, it was kind of emotional too. Yeah. If, if you, you know, if you're a dad with your daughter, um, basically there is, n- you know, I, it lost me a little bit when he said, "I want to find them. I'm going to get oh, them." Oh yeah, right I'm at the end. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, "Stop it, Kev." I oh, know he Chill. did, but it, you know, but he had shed a tear, and you know, but the ultimate job of a dad is to protect his family, right? And and he and he really he he came good. It was it was really good, but I. I I really did love that scene and that woman rink there at Central Park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've skated on that rink, so for me it was like this sort of awesome flashback, and um, that is just such a is such a cool place. I was like, oh my god, I've been here, I've skated. On Do there. you skate better than her? Well, you know, I'm, this might come up in my uh, sporting. Uh, might thing. come up in mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I reckon we're about even. Yeah. Okay. I reckon we're about even. Okay. And I've only skated, you know, twenty Once. times in my life. <laughs> Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's it for good. Okay, G-Man? I was pretty similar to you, Damo. I had Jessica Chastain. I really liked her portrayal in this movie. She comes across as really driven and entrepreneurial, but it's not It's not a, like, there's no ego there. She's not really full on. That character's not like that. She, it's not a glorifying storyline in any case, I think. I think she does a really, really good job. Molly Bloom actually wanted her to play yeah. the role. Oh, okay. She actually chose her and said, oh, that's who I want to be in this role. But I think she does a really, really good job. I do like Chris O'Dowd. He's one of my favourites, so I liked anything with him in it. Again, I, I liked that scene on the seat with the dad, but I did find that, as Whitey said, where he, he starts crying. She, gonna, she kind of forgives him. I'm going to uh, get him. Yeah, and then, then, then she hugs him and goes, yeah. it's all right, Dad, and, and we, <laughs> you know, they kind of move on. Yeah. The other thing I did like, too, because um, Idris Elba is really good in this as well, is the who? scene where... Oh, Big Drift. Oh, big, big, sorry, sorry, Big Drift sorry, of London. Oh, that's who you're talking about. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, BDL. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> BDL. Good old BDL. Yeah. Not um, not to be confused with DBL. DBL. Yeah, 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 no. Of course, yes. Big difference. Yeah, big difference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like the scene where he's he he's beginning to believe her and then he does the hey switch seats. That was quite I quite oh, like I've that. I've got that here. Oh, like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch seats. Yeah. Switch The only thing I didn't like was the guy next to him just kind of did it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure most people would, would cop that. Be like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, what are you doing, mate? Stay like, in your seat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was my good. Okay, cool. Yeah, look, I've got I've got the arraignment, the switching seats. Uh, I've got Big Driss. Love Big Driss. He's excellent in this movie. Love, obviously, you know, it goes without saying, number one. Chastain is incredible. <laughs> Very understated. But I think my favourite scene, I did like the three years of therapy in 10 minutes. My favourite scene is probably when they're, when it's when it's Big Driss and Molly Bloom and the prosecutors. And in the room and Elba... Oh, Elba right. makes just, his case. Yes, in that back room. Just makes yep. his case. And he, and they talk about, you know, your name said 19 times here, Molly, Molly, Molly. And she goes, they're talking about the drug. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and, then Idris, and then Idris just stands up and just starts launching into them, right? Yeah. I thought that scene was incredible. And that is so quintessential Sorkin. That felt like 
you can't handle the truth. It felt that yep. kind of like this is the moment. Right. This is where it's like but you know, we win. That's him. That's his arc and him believing in her and yeah. going, right now I'm gonna stand up front. At the start he was like, yeah. I'm not your man. Yeah. I'm not your one. And then he comes around to that point, he's like, She does not belong in this. No. Nah. She does not need to be in this. Nah. You know, well, so. Exactly right. And he makes a valid argument. Or the prosecutors just shut up and go, oh, my yeah, God. He's yeah, but right. it, yeah. I'll tell you what, it was a good monologue. Like, it, w- it went for a while. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it was well done by yeah. BDL. Mate, but it <laughs> took him back to his days. Yeah. Took him back to the days. It's, uh, you know. Mixing. Mixing the decks. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've got Sorkin. It's hard to go past him. But he's He's got a special cadence to his writing. Like, it is, it's so on pace. The whole movie, it never drags. It, just when you think it's going to sort of waver off, something happens. He's just got a real eye for the for timing in all his in all his dialogue. Yeah. It's it's incredible what he does. I really love how he, he weaves in the narrative. Yeah. The narration into the movie. Yeah. And and, and it's a lot at the start obviously giving us the doesn't backstory. Work, it doesn't work in heaps of movies, but no. it works really well here. It does. Because yeah. it comes in and out very well. Yeah. But at the start they do a lot of it to to establish her character. And I've got that. I so said the start of the movie, I love the start of the movie. Yeah. It, it tells us exactly who she is, who we're dealing with and everything we need to know about Molly. She's yep. we root, we're rooting for her from minute one, yep. so that even when it starts to go a bit sideways, you've still got her. You've still got her back, right? You're like, nah, I know what you've been through. I've I've got exactly. You. Well, they've set her up yeah. for you know the the trials and all the all the things that have gone wrong for her in her life. You yeah. know how how badly she was hurt, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's about my good. Uh, we'll go to the bad, and we'll start with you, the G man. Well, we've covered a little bit of this already, but the bad for me was that I, in reading about this movie. Part of what BDL was looking for, Charlie Jaffe, was when he when he researched her, he was he got her book, but in real life that book wasn't written till after the court case. So I know we're talk- I know it's a movie and they're taking some, you know, we're taking some liberties here, but yeah. but how many other things are they getting wrong then? Like how many other things are they, have they not really done right? Like as we talked about, is that is it the whole story about her not wanting to give in? Is that true or not? How much have they taken on that? So that to me was sort of like well. If that part's not true, like if it's not, it's not. I know it's not going to be completely true, but you sort of think that's a that's a fairly big detail in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other one for me was when she, when her uh, dealer decides to tell her to to rake the pot. Now, that's how obvious is that? Very obvious. <laughs> take those two chips and put them in the. Mate, just put. <laughs> there's nothing in there. I know, and you can't. You're not going to do that in the middle of a game where where there's all these poker players who are playing for big stakes. And who know what's going on, and they've got an eye for detail because they're thinking about cards and everything like that. They're going to see the money come off the table and wonder why because it's never happened before, and they're going to know exactly why. And when she stands there and puts the two fingers on the stomach, like as if they're not going to notice. They, these are card players; like they're used to looking for signs. Like it just sort of it was really yeah, yeah. out of or, out of touch with yeah, it. All. I just thought it must have been something they're allowed to do because it was that obvious. No, well, that's it, and there it is. Like I just broke the, you know, section fifty-five of the yeah. constitution. Yeah. But that's what she didn't, never wanted to do, yeah. according to the story. But that's what she did. But she did it in plain view of everyone. Now I'm not really sure that would stand up in front of no. the whole room. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess also is that that these guys are probably used to it happening. It just has yeah. never happened at her game. Yeah, because it used to be that you know all the illegal games they take a rake, which means they take a cut of the pot, which means they're earning from the yes. from gambling, yeah. whereas she wasn't. But, but anything would be done from the front. Like That's they're right. not going to say, well, you can just take our money yeah, off the for table sure. For sure. when you haven't before. For sure. Okay. Damo? Um, the, yeah, well, a couple of things too. But that, that very opening question, you know, what is the worst story in sports? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, if, and the answer was coming forth, forth at the, the Olympics. Olympics. I mean, really, 
as soon as they asked that question to me, I went getting injured. You know, that's what I said because no matter your level, long corks. Yeah, but if you can't if you can't play the thing you love, no matter the level, even if you're playing little league or big league or Olympic level, that's the worst thing. But fourth place at the Olympics really isn't the worst story in the world. No. It's pretty bloody good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so I just thought that was kind of dumb, but also okay. Well, I've got the camera there. Um, <laughs> the time the time frame in the movie it was a decade or so. But I kind of... It seemed like three weeks. It didn't It didn't yeah. seem... or It, it might have seemed like a year possibly yeah. or whatever, but it, it was like... Is it that New York game went for like six years or something yeah. like that. So it, it, the time frame didn't... You didn't really understand sort of the, the length of time there, I don't think. Well, she did the, the first LA game, went for two years, and she said... I remember the first time that I started thinking about it, she goes, we've been running for two years, I made $58,000. I'm going, well, you're not, not doing a very good job if you've made 58 grand. Yeah, in two years. She was getting three grand a night tips. Like, where's the money going? Well, and that is what my bad is. But you keep going. Well, just saying because that's exactly what Gow was talking about. What what is real and what isn't? Now, Alan, Alan Sorkin says it's not a documentary, right? Some things may be true, but a lot yeah. of it's all from Molly's perspective. So I did see a bit of another side of a story too. So she was basically making about thirty grand a night, risk free. So she's not gambling; she's just getting thirty grand a night. She started to drive to the games in a Bentley. Yeah. So Mister X, who we'll reveal later, he he kind of got the shit about shits about that. Uh, that's and he did threaten to cap her her tips. Um, or she needed to find bigger fish to get in there. But um, when he, when she lost that job, he actually gave her a subtle way. He subtly fired her. He gave her a job at New York to work for some other person. Um, so it was like, I don't want you here anymore because you pissed me off, but go and work at that New York, in, in that New York job. Um, but she, and she begrudgingly accepted the offer, which was different to what was in the movie as sure, well. Sure, she just goes and starts her own game. And but they also said she started taking, you know, a, a share of the tips from the massage girls. They called them the massage girls, right? And they and 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 the dealer, to, and also taking bribes from professional players that came in. And she said, "Oh, these are amateur guys." So she, there was definitely a lot of stuff that made her look good that she didn't put in her book. Yeah. There, there was also. You know, she she alludes to the drug taking in there, but but it's only towards the end. She says, "Oh, I was taking a lot of drugs by oh, now." But I think that was all happening a lot earlier. But but hang on, yeah, a minute. it and would make sense. <clears throat> this will get to my bad now. If you you don't, yeah, no, go, yeah, go. so my bad is we don't see enough of the dark side, mm. right? We see her snort one line of coke. We see her take prescription drugs after she gets beaten by the mob guy. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. And then she's saying, I was doing a lot of drugs. I made a lot of bad decisions. But they only, but they only I was doing a lot of verbally drugs. say that. Yeah. yeah. You don't, like, you don't, you don't but see she that looks a million dollars the whole time. She's working three days straight. She's got to be on something. Yeah. Right? They needed to show that. They needed to show yep. the, the length she went to for her to be making decisions like letting Russian mobsters come and play. They never showed, yeah, they never showed they, her strung out they or, don't. Or, or, you know, no, or she like was always struggling. Yeah, she's always perfect. Yep. You know, yeah, like. and I think that's the bit that, and that sort of got me was like, I really wanted to see... The decline. The decline. Why yeah. she got caught out. Because she got caught out... Because she became an alcoholic and a drug addict, mm -hmm. right? And she started making bad decisions. Yeah. And she was, again, she was addicted to the money. So who goes from ten grand buy-in to $250,000 buy-in <laughs> well, and think that's a normal progression, well, right? Well, the thing is, she said, I didn't know about the, the Russian mob. No, they had ties or anything like that. But she did all this background, apparently. This is but the then thing. Didn't, then didn't know. But then she says, oh, you know, I, I was doing a lot of drugs. That's why I made bad yeah, decisions. I mean, now, 
we don't see that. So all we're going to say is, well, was she? Yeah. And so then it makes you think, well, maybe she didn't, and then she doesn't give people up because it incriminates her. Show me the show me the drug taking. Yeah. I, I don't know if the book covers this anymore. Yeah. Than than what the movie does. I haven't read the they, book. They could have done a one four minute scene in that movie where she strung out. Yeah. It might have been the it might have even been where the the Hal Eustace one where he plays three days in a row instead of going to his fortieth wife's fortieth birthday. Yep. And she's she looks a million dollars for three days. Yep. Yeah. Right? And he's been up for three days. He looks like he's, he's fucking yeah. corpse. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I just thought that Dean Keith, Jeremy Strong, <laughs> is such an asshole in this movie. Yeah. Like the quintessential wanker asshole. Yep. That just didn't like that she was doing well. Yeah, he was a dick. Yeah. He was a wanker. I liked him. Well, <laughs> yeah. but, but he, he got the he got karma, right? Because he told her, you're out. Yeah. And she stole everyone. Stole the game. Yeah. 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 Until she got the same thing happened to her. Same thing happened yeah. to her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyone got anything for Ugly? No, I think I've we pretty much covered everything well, there. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I did. I just, I just the, just gambling in itself. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I've got it. I've got that. Yeah, it's it's like the path. It's it's not the glamorous life that you may think it is, because nearly everyone at that table, like I said, it ruins families and lives, and it's the the there's no real winners. Even if you do win, you end up losing. It's it's uh, yeah, it's pretty horrible. Well, I've got the I've got the Harlan Eustace public yeah. downfall. That and that is that epitomizes gambling to me. Yeah, but not only that, it also epitomizes that she's full of shit. She should have stopped him. He oh. went one point two million dollars in. Yeah, she should have stopped him yeah, and gone enough, right? But no. But then it shows the underside of that too, because Player X is is keeping him up. Is is. Propping him up anyway. Yeah, yeah he's so he didn't have up. the cash. So he's propping him up anyway, and yeah. then saying, "Well, I'll take part of your wins, and and I won't have any exposure to your losses." Yeah, yeah, that just shows you how deep it goes in, yeah. and how and and that character of him is pretty bad. Like you know, when you see him, he's just done by the end. Yeah, it's, Harlem. It's, yeah, yeah it's really, well, he, yeah. he ends up dying, committing suicide. Well, is someone committed himself? suicide. I can't remember which one. There's a lot. Of, there was a yeah. lot of names in this movie, and I started yeah. to get. I probably needed a couple of watches to remember who was who. Yeah. All right. Well done. Good, the bad, the ugly. Out of the way. We'll go into a quick fire. This should be pretty easy, actually. Um, we've got the That's Not a Knife. Seen or scenes passed over into pop culture. I've got too early. Yeah, I've it's got probably nothing. too early. Nothing's really. Oh, no, awesome. there's nothing. No, there's poker, nothing here that's. Um, poker. But it, poker's been around long well before the but movie. This movie, it, what did it come? 100 and something in 2007. People don't yeah, know about this no, movie. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. there's nothing that's really gone over into no. general okay. lexicon. The Philip no. Stuckey Award for oh. the biggest dick character. You take your pick. I've got Dean Keith, but Player X is right up there as oh, well. Player X is bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, Dean Keith definitely. But yeah. Player X too. Uh, like I said, there is another side of the story where there are things that she was doing, like trying to help Harlan with books and things. Apparently, Toby was the one trying. Well, yeah. I mean, Player X was trying to help them with the um, books and things. So. I don't know if he was as big a dick as they made him out to be. Yeah. Well, no, but but by the movie, I mean, here's a guy that he's coming there and he actually says, "I, I you know, I'm not playing. I don't like poker. I want to ruin people's lives." Yeah. Like, that's just such a that's such a, a bad trade. And then to also be propping someone up who can't afford it, go, "Well, yes. mate, like, you get back in." But eventually, that guy's going to owe him so much money. Yeah, I know. And so that, and then, and then when he's had enough of 
of Molly, he's just like, no, nah, I'll take the game yeah, away from you if I want. Yeah. Like, yeah. there wasn't many redeeming qualities for him in he's the an end. Arsehole. No, he looked really bad in it. But yeah, no, it came out yeah. really bad. He's an okay, Jennifer Jason Lee or the cast of Caddyshack for people or cast in a different movie. I think everyone's pretty good in this. Look, because there were so many different types of characters, you know, yeah. around the, that gambling table. There were just so many different people. There was yeah, movie stars and like these rich, you know, um, trust fund kids and... You know, it, it didn't matter because there was a lot of different personalities, but it was all part of the movie. Yeah, so I don't I think anyone, everyone just seemed to be yeah, exactly who they were supposed to be. Yeah, they did a good job of, you know, because there's so many people going, I assume going to those poker games in and out that, uh, yeah, they, they just sort of show that traffic of people around that there's some people there, they're in the background, some people that are, that are starring in it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the Ripley running bad athletic prowess. I think we could all maybe, okay, I'm going to say for an Olympic skier, she wasn't a great ice skater. <laughs> That's exactly what I <laughs> she thought. She actually looked like she was going to take out about 30 people when she first took well, off. She, yes. she did take someone out in the end. Well, yeah, only because Dad went, bend your knees. Yeah. Right? But, uh, yeah, she won great. No, that's what is exactly what I thought too. But even when she did her jogging too, she's got really wide elbows. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think she's – I think she's a she's a, she's a theatre theatre kid. I tell you what, the, the security guards on the ice weren't crash hot either. No, they were terrible. <laughs> you yeah. think they'd be able hey, to catch her. Yeah. Hey, Slow yeah. down. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't getting there real quick. Yeah, I expected to hear like the Roadrunner music or something going on in the background. Uh, okay, yeah, we're all over that one. Okay, the robot sentries, the uh, in uh, honor of the aliens scene of the robot sentries in the extended ca- uh, in the extended version of the movie. Personally, I don't think, as I said this before, I don't think we see enough of the downfall. It could have done yeah. with a bit of the dark side. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, but I think other than that. There, there was a lot of yeah. There was a lot of backstory and, and going back, but not a lot of yeah. yeah what, backst- what happened while yeah. she was in the game? Backstory well. that really mattered. Yeah, like we heard the reason for her doing what she did, but why did she get caught? That would have been to know a bit yeah, more. Yeah, like I think they tried to minim- minimalize the negative sides of her. Of her. Absolutely, yeah. they did. You know, so yeah. Let's not get too hung up on the fact that she was like on the oh yeah, forgot yeah. It's rose-colored glasses. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Um. There was um, yeah, Whitey just put on some rose-coloured glasses too. By the way, so we we do have some sunglasses on the table. So when we, because when we were talking about poker, we thought we better go into character and start wearing Definitely. sunglasses. I found even too at the end when um, the bit what's his name, Big Driss, Big Driss, BDL, his daughter Stella. Yeah, you're my hero, Molly. Yeah, oh, I come off it. Yeah. Like, there's no way this kid that reads so much and is so intelligent. Mm. So that's why I just thought they, they minimalised any sort of negative things and really exaggerated all the positive things about her. Yes. Okay, number six, the Brad Pitt Award, the person you'd most like to lie down with. You need to change this award now to the Jessica Chastain Award. Could well, no, Hang on. Big big Driss is in this. Oh, if you pick the Big Driss over I'm, Jessica Chastain. I'm not going to pick Big Driss over <laughs> Jessica Chastain, but... You know, if, depending on which way the wind was blowing, you know, like he's a good-looking rooster, but it's obviously, uh, it's obviously number one. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, yeah. Jessica or Shelby? Or Shelby? Yeah, Shelley. Shelley. Or not Shelley? She- no. Shelley. Shelley and Shelby. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shelley. Shelley had the Monet, the painting. Yes. Yeah, and yes. Shelby. You know, I um at school we went to a school excursion and we saw the impressionist painters with uh, Monet, Manet, Degas, Cezanne, and I was looking for the painting. I was trying to see which one it was, but I I couldn't recognise it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the impressionist painters were the um yeah the French guys that paint outdoors the painters of light amazing they are the best yeah mm. 
Anyway. I've been to Mon- I've been to Monet's Gardens, and I fell asleep. Oh, what? Yeah, my mum used to go when my mum and dad lived in France. Used to go to uh, Monet's Gardens quite regularly. Really? Yeah, mum would go all the time. It's actually where he lived. His house was there, and he, you know, where he painted uh, yeah. the water lilies and all this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually there. And so we went there, and Megan loved it. And I was like, "Can, uh, can we go now? Are we done?" Oh my god! Yeah. No, nah, you just need to go and look at his paintings. He's okay, phenomenal. Listen to this. Now, I know we've probably all got this, but I'm going to start with this because I'm just going to clear a few things up here. So it's widely believed that player X is Toby Maguire. It's not even widely believed. Yeah, it's, it's widely confirmed. believed. Yeah. The Cobra Club is the Viper Room. Yeah, it's amazing how they came up yeah. with that name. Yeah. And other well-known people that actually played in Molly's game. Yep. Are Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod. Toby Maguire. Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, there's a guy in one of the early scenes wearing headphones. Yep. Now, that is an ode to Leonardo DiCaprio because he would wear headphones when he played right. uh, poker. And he's BBS with Toby Maguire. And he's the pussy posse. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck. Yep. Pete Sampras. Yep. And the Olsen twins. Oh, were they wow. there? The Olsen twins were involved. Little frog face kids. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting little group. I'm just doing many more. Oh, billionaires, multi-millionaires yeah, yeah. That, that you don't really know of. Yeah. That Dan Bilzerian guy. Yeah, Dan Bilzerian. He, was, he was involved. But hang yeah. on. And a lot, of, a lot of card players, yeah. yeah. But what about, do you remember the Paris Hilton sex tape? Oh, yeah. Old uh, Rick Solomon. Oh, yes. That multi-multi-millionaire. Rick it, the Dick. Yeah, him. And uh, that's what I think they should. And uh, that sex tape came out in about 2004. That's kind of when these games were being played. Yeah. So this bloke was rolling in the cash. Rolling yeah. in with Paris. Yeah. She they, wasn't great. Wasn't a great sex tape. Oh, look, you know, <laughs> might have to do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to give it a review. <laughs> One night in Paris, I think it was released. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. One night in Paris. Very funny. Uh, Damo, any more? Yeah, so, well, Dean Keithy, I was going to say the, uh, the Viper Room. Uh, Darren Feinstein was the actual co-owner. But his name in the movie was Dean Keith. His name in the book was Reed and Green. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he was the one that got Molly into the gambling. But Toby got Leonardo to play because Leonardo was the bait to attract the bigger fish. Had nothing to do with anything else. People just wanted to come and play cards against Leo. Of course. And that was the whole sole thing that... get. And so, basically, Toby funded Leo, even though Leo's got loads of dough, Leo was smart enough to go, hey, you only want me there so you can get other people to come and play? Yeah, pretty much so. Yes. So that's why Leo came and played. Um, and Bad Brad, so Bad oh, Brad yeah, yeah. right now, so the money that he was gambling with, so he got, he was basically had a Ponzi scheme. Like he yeah. got all these people to invest. Yeah. He was basically <laughs> using, using their money, their money yeah. to play to in play. the games. And and that is obviously then when and when one of the guys wanted to liquidate his investments and he said to Bad Brad, mate, I got to cash this in. I need to get. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you your money by the end of the week. And that that never happened. So then, therefore, then that guy got the police and the feds involved to chase his eleven million dollars, and they found out that Bad Brad had turned his fifty million dollar trust fund into five hundred thousand bucks. Mm. But that's what started the whole. Feds, and that's when Molly came, her name, and she had the um, the spreadsheets with all the name because that money was stolen money, basically. Yeah. So all the people that won that money won stolen money. So his name was Bradley Ruderman in real yeah. life, yeah. yeah. Ponzi's king. Yeah. Went down. He got taken down, yeah. Went down, big time. He was pretty funny, though, like when he when he won that big oh, gambling hand. Oh, dear. <laughs> he was just... <laughs> he was bad. He was bad. Okay, gal? 
Yeah, I've got a couple here. Uh, because of filming schedules, Idris Elba, or BDL. Yeah, thank you. And, thank you. and Jessica Chastain had only 10 days to shoot yeah. all of their scenes. So they shot 45 pages worth of script in the first six days. Jeez. And so in between, like they rehearsed on the set before shooting, in between takes, like trying to get all done. I mean... When you when you see how much they interact in the movie, yeah. far out. That's and a that's a lot to get through. The courtroom scenes, office yeah. scenes, these the, the yeah. FBI scenes. Yeah, know, like there's a, there's a lot there. Lot His of office scenes, yeah. A lot of costume changes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Uh, but Molly Bloom said the most money she'd ever seen lost in a card game in one session was a hundred million dollars. Wow. That the player settled the following day. That's <sighs> outrageous. Yeah. I, I, and can that be true? Pro- probably. Probably. Yeah. When you're talking billionaires, far out. you know. You got if you got five hundred million. Well, I've got one more. Look, I I dug deep for this one. I found it. So Charlie Jaffe was the BDL. lawyer, yeah, big yeah, dress. Yeah. yeah, look, he's actually a, a long relation of um, King Jaffe Jaffer. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, he's originally from Zamunda. Wipers. <laughs> he came out in the next wave of Zamundans, I believe, and so it set up, you know, set up as a uh, as a Zamundans. <laughs> 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 Just created a race. Zamunda. Well, they were. He was in. He was in New York. Yeah, well, he York. came. He came yeah. to work for Gage Whitney Pace in New York yeah. as a as a lawyer. You know, he came out and. Oh my God, uh, Charlie Jaffe. He, he is. That's amazing. He was. He was. He was sowing his royal oats. <laughs> he was. Yeah. And stayed. Um, like he, a, he'd be a big Randy Watson fan. Ah, second Yeah. And I thank God and uh, the <laughs> Okay, so Molly Bloom is banned from Canada because she pleaded guilty to a federal crime in the United States. She was granted a 48-hour pass to visit Canada for the movie's premiere. Ironically, the film's filmed in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because yeah. they actually said it at the end, didn't they? She said, yeah, she oh, I'm not allowed to go to Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, funny. Yeah, it was quite funny. So it was obviously, we spoke earlier about it being... Uh, Sorkin's directorial debut, but he would get uh, David Fincher would pop onto set quite often to help him out. Oh, okay, and so oh. would Big K Costner. That's right. Because obviously yeah, he's, uh, good. he's won a Academy won an Award, Academy Award himself, yeah. so he was never too far away from having a helping hand. Uh, anything else for listen to this? They well, they didn't play Kenny Rogers the Gambler, but remember they talked about yeah, it. How do you how do you get a, a playlist with only out of one song? Yeah, I was hoping to hear a bit of yeah. "Got No One to Hold Him." Ag would have loved that. The Gooby. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Great yeah. song. I would have loved it. Yeah. Still still remember his uh, 21st. His 21st, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Didn't, oh, he, didn't right. he sing it at some stage? He did sing The yeah. Gambler, yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> One of the worst renditions. <laughs> it was right up there with Josh Baxter's I Will Always Love You. Oh, yeah. Rat Whitney Park Houston. in 94. That was wow. a cracker. Yeah. My God. Got it on tape somewhere, uh, JB. Still looking for it. Okay. Notable quotables. We'll start with you, G-Man. <laughs> I had the, the Douglas Downey one. When he's drunk and he's talking to her, he's just such a good character. There's a poem, a famous uh, a poem about thoughts left unexpressed. Two roads emerge from the woods. Do they explode? I don't know. You like poetry? I did until a second ago. <laughs> he's, he's, he was just loosened off the planet. Yeah, he was a classic. He was good. Well, I liked it when. Um, it's not really a quote, but just that little scene where Molly Molly tells Douglas the story of Circe from classic Circe from classical mythology, how she would serve men lavish feasts and then transform them into animals. And when she tries to get him to understand that she is using his addictions and weaknesses for her her own gain, when Douglas tries to assure her that he would never do anything like that that to her, as it's, 
as he would as as she got up and walked away. So remember, she's trying to make this point. Mm. He said, "I would never do that to you." Like she's going, "Oh, you know, they that they fed them and then turned them into animals." Yeah, I'd never do that to you. It's like, yeah, no shit, mate. You're mm. not going to do that. So it was just it just showed how he was so dumb. Everything just went over his head. Yeah. But the um the lawyer that said, "Don't break the law if you're breaking the law." Yes. Yeah. Butterman. He's Butterball. actually yeah. Butterball. He's actually the lawyer out of the wire. Ah. He's he's their lawyer in that yeah. too. He plays a very similar role. Yes, yes. So don't so like yeah. If you're having an illegal gambling thing, don't mm. do drugs and prostitution. Like so, don't break the law when you're breaking the law. She's going, well, what do you mean? Yeah. What? So am I breaking the law? What? Well, yeah, and he says, not, not really, not really. Not no, really. But just don't break it when <laughs> you really. are breaking it. Not really. Well, it's funny you mentioned Cersei because like I thought you might have been talking about Cersei Lannister from well, yeah, Game of Thrones because she used to she used to feed men. Jamie, and then there'd be a bit of doggy afterwards. So <laughs> there was. Uh, well, yeah, turned him into an animal. So yeah. Uh, my quote is: You got any more quotes, Gal? Oh, I'll, you go first. I got a quote. I got a, the. Uh, it's a bit of a back and forth. It's between Shelby and uh, and uh, Shelley Habib. Yeah. Mister Bib, good evening. I'm Shelby. I'm Shelley. Only one letter's different. Also, I'm a billionaire. I think I may have seen you naked. No, you'd remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I had that down too. That was awesome. Yeah. Thought that was. Really I'm funny. a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, and I also loved uh, Judge Foxman about that. This courthouse is located within spitting distance of Wall Street. Mm. I know this from my personal experience trying to spit at it. Yes. The men and women who work there will commit more serious crimes by lunchtime today than the defendant has committed in this indictment. It's true. Yeah. It was actually pretty true. Yeah. yeah. The other one I liked was Player X. When he sends her the text, and then he rings her. He just goes, yeah. she was so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and she just stands by the car. Yeah. That was brutal. Okay, well done. Now it is, oh, well, one degree of Kurt Russell. We've done this before. It is Kevin Costner for 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Yes. We have done it. it surprisingly, it's the only one. Yep. No Quigleys. No Quigleys. <laughs> Thank you, Damo. Uh, okay, film school for Fwits. And today, we're going to do five great gambling movies. Now, not ones that you would assume are the front of mind, but a couple that are a bit maybe left field, some that are quite obviously it. So, number one, I've got Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay, could be the best heist film of the last 25 years. Obviously, one of the greatest casts ever put together. Obviously, set in Vegas, Danny and his team of criminals try to destroy Mr. Benedict for the sole reason of winning his girl back is essentially the movie. Obviously, set in the Bellagio and all around mm. Vegas, old and new. Mate, what a movie. I, I watch that regularly. It's a, such a fun movie to watch. So good. Yeah, it is a good movie. Yeah. I've seen it probably twice, but I, I know I really liked it. <laughs> well, mate, that's 12. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. 12. It's, a, it's a great cast, and there's really good rapport between them all. It's, yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. You can tell. It's one of those ones where you can really tell they've had a lot of fun making Yes, that. yeah. You can, so, and, and just, it's quite an intricate story too, so you're following all of yeah. that. It, it sort of, it keeps, oh, you, it keeps you on the line the whole way through. And it pieces together so nicely too at the yeah. end. Yeah. Like it's, and, and I like Brad Pitt's always eating food. Yeah. And he's always just stuffed mm. his face. Yeah. It's pretty, and, and your Brad Pitt's in there too. Yeah, so Brad Pitt. Yeah. I love it when he has to give mouth to mouth to the old digger and he gets up and he's like, wipes his mouth with his, <laughs> with his handkerchief. No, he's dead. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, great movie, Ocean's Eleven. Not far away, I think, from being on a, a born to watch. Okay, second movie, Silver Linings Playbook. Now, this is out of left field. We talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Robert De Niro plays Bradley Cooper's dad, and De Niro's a bookie, one of those dodgy bookies in the neighbourhood. 
and he's very superstitious. It is a great movie, Silver Linings Playbook. Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper just are incredible incredible in it. And it is so quirky that it is hard not to fall in love with both of them. Like he has a tough role to play in that movie. He does it so well. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 a lot of fun and, and another one which will be covered here on on Born to Watch. Damo, you seen Silver Linings Playbook? No, I haven't. Okay. Yes. Well, that's got some homework for you there. Yeah. Okay, we are going back to nineteen seventy three, fifty years ago. Paul Newman, Robert Redford. The Sting. Yeah. Following the murder of a mutual friend, aspiring con man Johnny Hooker Redford teams up with an old pro, Henry Gondorf. Yep. One of the great names. Yep. Paul Newman. To take revenge on the ruthless crime boss responsible, Doyle Lonigan. Yeah, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hooker and Gondorf set about implementing an elaborate scheme, one so crafty that Lonigan won't even know he's been swindled. They set up a fake TAB. Yeah, it's incredible. It is incredible. Yeah. I was what this was on TV not long ago and I watched the last forty five minutes. It came Mate. on and it was I was like, wow. And it's such a good scene, the way it's all set oh, up. I mean, for its God. time. It yeah. Is, it's a great scene. And, and movie. you know, the shooting at the end, the whole thing, they're getting people out the back door, the fake race caller, like the whole thing yep. is yeah. an awesome setup. The the poker game in the train too is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Paul yeah. Newman's drunk and yeah. kept calling him Lineman and yeah. Lonigan. Yeah. And he was just a dick. It yeah. was just so funny. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good we, movie. We watched that at school. I, I don't know. I, every time, you know, like before, you know, Christmas holidays and they didn't want you, you know, oh, everyone just go down to the, we had this room called A2. It was just basically like a stadium with a big screen. And we, we'd either watch Where Eagles Dare or The Sting. <laughs> it's like every year here. Two good here. movies though. Yeah. yeah, I know. Two good movies. Yeah. Did we talk about Where Eagles Dare the other day? Was we did with your, Major Von Harpen. Major Von Harpen, yeah. Very good. One of, the, one of your uh, most feared villains. Yeah. With the kid catcher. Oh, the children catcher. Children catcher, yeah. With his giant nose. He could smell out the kids, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Movie number four. We've spoken about it before. Casino. Okay, in the 70s in Las Vegas, a low-level mobster, Ace Rothstein, Robert De Niro, gets, taken, gets the job to take over and run the casino. It's just full of underhanded dealings. Well, it's all mob ties. It's all mob ties. It's all run. He gets Obviously, put out there by the mob. He does. His mate, Nicky Santoro, played by Joe Pesci, just goes off the rails. Uh, he, he marries Sharon Stone, who looks a 50 out of 10 for the whole movie. James Woods is in it, who is incredible as Lester Diamond. Yeah. Incredible the part. Oh, yeah. my God. But it is just how Sam manages to, to dodge all the the crap that's going on to to build this amazing business to only have essentially the rug pulled out from underneath him because of his ties to to his mate, oh, which is uh, well look it's what is it three hours yeah like, it's and, a long and movie. it does not feel like that at all nah. because you're just engrossed that and boy there's some violence in it too yeah. like some of those mafia scenes yeah yeah it's a bit a little bit unbelievable I, I I don't see I don't see ever Sharon Stone sucking off Joe Pesci <laughs> like, that just wouldn't happen in real life uh, but you know Marty Scorsese he looks after his mates. And uh, said to uh, said to Joe, mate, I got you. Yeah, I got you with this one, Sharon. Stone. He, yeah. You like her? He, he yeah. makes use of the uh, the public phone. To who doesn't he? The phone handle he does. Yeah, he smashes that big smashes. bloke. Yeah, he does. He's a he's so good. He's such a good bad guy. Joe yeah, Pesci. yeah. Which is so funny because he plays one of the biggest dorks in the history of cinema as well. Leo Getz. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so good in that. He's so good. He's so good in that. Okay, last one, and it's a Bond Casino Royale. So it's Craig's Daniel Craig's first Bond. And a reinvention yeah. of the old mold. It's in, it was in, this blew me away at the cinema. Yeah. 
But it's the th- it's the famous poker scene. It actually goes for thirty minutes. The poker scene in this movie. Now it stops. They go back to the room. They have yeah. you know blah blah blah, and then it obviously ends the the very end of it after he wins. It she gets kidnapped. And he gets his nuts built yeah, by the, by the thing. He gets tortured. <laughs> he does get cock-knocked. He does get cock-knocked. But an incredible scene. It really sets up the tension and the character building just in that, about that good versus evil over a hand of cards. It was incredible. Yeah. Good Le, movie too. Le Chiff. Le Chiff. And he had his, he was, did he click the, uh, the chips around his fingers? He did. He had a tell. He had a bit of a tell. And was, he, maybe he had the bleeding eye. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But someone in in Molly's game did the uh, the f- the uh, the chips around the fingers. It's a bit too. of a thing, isn't it? It's a bit mm. of a poker wanky thing. It's not as good as Val Kilmer with the um with the pen as vo- as uh, Iceman. Oh yeah, no, no. flicking oh, his pen around his uh, fingers. Or Doc Holliday flicking the guns. Yeah. Oh, like the cup. Right. The cup. Yeah, the yeah, cups yeah. is the Just guns. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cups. Mate, I, I, we forgot to mention. Loyal fan Johnny Bull. He's a massive poker man. Loves oh, his poker. Serious poker player. Uh, we'd love to get some feedback on Johnny on the allure of poker. Is he a sunglasses wearer? Does he like destroying lives? Yeah. Do you wear headphones and sunnies, yeah, Johnny? He Can would. you let us know? I reckon you would, mate. You just wear your uh, earmuffs from work, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend there's music built into it. Have you ever seen that meme that's out there where it's Kim Kardashian? Uh, and With she's playing a celebrity poker tournament. It's like if you ever think you're having a bad day, and she's got reflective sunnies on. Oh, <laughs> oh right, so she can see it's with the mirrors. Oh my god, <laughs> the mirrored sunnies. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> she is a dickhead. that is brilliant. <laughs> she is a um, dickhead. You didn't, you didn't get to rounders. Oh, no, well, we, oh, that's obvious. It's an obvious movie. Rounders. See, you know, so uh, I've just left. Movie. I've left. <laughs> no, I was talking about Kwan's um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Of uh, course. No, the other one was at The Gambler. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen that with Mark Wahlberg? I have. It's heavy. You talk about gambling yeah. being a problem. Like, you know, that that's pretty heavy. He's borrowing money off his mum, borrowing money off a loan shark, trying to get himself out of debt. Like, it's it's a pretty full-on movie. It's a good yeah. movie, but it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty dark. It is dark. I find most of the gambling movies are very difficult to, to watch. Like, yeah, they are. Uncut Gems. Again, there's five or six that are probably in front of that, but I thought they were more obvious. Yeah. Uh, so we went to ones that's not quite as obvious, even though a few that are, but... But yeah, like they usually, I find it difficult to watch a lot of gambling movies because I, I, I think everyone goes through the little bit of a gambling phase as a young man. Maybe like you just start, you have a few beers, you get bet on the horses, or you go whatever. And then didn't take me long to get over it. Five in, gal. Five in. Yeah, didn't take me long to get over it. I think. Um. Well, you've you've you have missed probably the piece of resistance for gambling movies is Vegas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when um, when Clark and Eddie went to the the wacky casino, you know, like with the uh, like pick a number between one and ten, the rock paper scissors table, the guess which hand table, the heads or tails table, and when he went to the heads or tails table, um, Clark said heads, and the guy went, oh, "I'm sorry, sir, it's tails," and Eddie went, "Almost." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Vegas vacation because Clark Griswold he went downhill big time, but in the end, his son. Uh, Mr. Papa Giorgio, um, Rusty, oh he won the four cars and they all drove home in the Jeep. And yeah. <laughs> it was just... A, they got away. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they used all their gambling luck in European vacation on pig and a poke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pig and a poke. <laughs> just too good. 
How good's the dancing scene when they're in the German? Oh, the lederhosen. That oh, is so funny. That's so when the bird and then good. punch it's, up. He always, he's get, the bird gets the cans out. <laughs> yeah. He's just about to rip in. Oh, Rusty. Yeah, yeah, Rusty was about to get in. Yeah. Rusty. Rusty. Okay. And we're going to bring it back this week. Kick-ass credit song. And it's me on the stand. You know, ready to go. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous. Had a few weeks off from this, so we'll see how this one goes. We're going to leave the song maybe until the end, the, the, the title to the end, because it might give too much away. But here we go. It's the Molly's Game Kick-Ass. <laughs> Why don't you just song. give it a different title? No, well, no, no, no. Because I, <laughs> I, I want to give it the title, but I don't want to give away the, 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 the hook of the, uh, of, of the thing. Okay, so ready? Here we go. Poker's a game of skill, not a game of chance. If you don't come with strategy, you're bound to lose your pants. A full house at the cub or at the table in the hand. There's room for you to play with us, it'll only cost you ten grand. Life's never the same when you play Molly's game. Pay your cash at the door, but there won't be no whores. Pay your bills the next day when you play at Molly's game. You might need some tissues, this girl's got daddy issues. Life's never the same, Spider-Man's his name. Celebrities are glossy, it's the pussy pussy. Sort of breaking the law, <laughs> Be careful answering the door. Getting bashed and be a recluse. She's got daddy issues. <laughs> nice. That is fantastic. Well done. well done. You know what? I I thought Cape and Cow might have been your best, but <laughs> holy crap. You covered a lot of ground in there. Yeah, I did cover a lot of you ground. You did. It actually, it was a good song. I almost lost it. I'll give you the tip. I almost lost it. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. it was good. It was, um, yeah. yeah there we song. go. So that's called Daddy Issues. Yes. Didn't want to give that away. And and I must say that I... um. I did search on ChatGPT uh, uh, words that rhyme with tissues or issues. So it was tissues and uh, so I think I used tissues and yeah. I, try, I had to try and use recluse to rhyme with tissues at the end there. But anyway. It does. It rhymes. It does. It depends, of, as really. what it said on ChatGPT, it said it would depend on the pronunciation. So It's part of the allure of our songwriting is that it doesn't always rhyme. Work. Yeah. Work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, part, it's part of our process. Yeah. Part of, it, part of the allure of our songwriting is that sometimes they're shit. <laughs> yes. Okay, star of the show. Okay. All right, Damo, take us away. Who you got for star of the show? I have got Jessica, without a doubt. She, yep. uh, and I love that she looked great in it. She really looked good. She dressed awesome. She looked great. And she was um, by far the um, the number one in this movie. Did Just want to just confirm something with you. Yeah. Did she look great? <laughs> when you say it four times, I'm tipping yeah. you think she looked great. She looked really yeah. good. Plus a fellow redhead, so you know. Well, I'm a strawberry blonde, so there's a big difference. <laughs> there's different categories. You can't just not all not all of us go under the one umbrella. I agree. I agree. Okay, yeah, star of the show. Who you got? Oh, I'm with Damo. I think Jessica Chastain really nails this role. We said it earlier. She she plays this really well. It's understated. She's very believable. It's not over the top. Yeah, it's good, and and she looks great. <laughs> oh my god, you can't copy off me, seriously. Well, it's it's going to be three from three here. I think Jessica Chastain looks great, and she's definitely oh. the star of the show. Her performance is great, understated. She looks great, and uh, yeah, she's definitely her cleavage was great. She had big boobs in this movie. Yes. Like it it's just an amazing support. Always bra, showing them off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she yeah yeah she was dressed to Boobs impress in for most scene. of the movie, right? Mate, it was, you know she was in the great words of Roxette, you know, she was dressed for success. She was, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a it's a it's a full house of Chastains. She looked great. 
it was good to revisit Molly's game. It's probably not one that I would go back to very often, but it was good to force ourselves to watch that. I enjoyed it more than I remembered enjoying it the last time. Sorkin is great. The script is great. I think I'd like to watch this again because there is a lot a lot of stuff that happens in there that I'd like to... I think you go back and maybe pick up a few things you don't pick up in the first viewing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a enthralling story. Yeah. And I'd like to... You know, you'd like to think that it's based on a lot of true events. So it's uh, that that makes it even more you know, sure. captivating. Might be worth... It might even be worth reading the book. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think too... Um, I, I think about... Obviously, it came from um, Barrel Buyers Club. Yep. So <laughs> Barrel, Barrel is a fairly... BBC. Opposite sort of um, city to in this show. But I'm wondering if, if he's got his own game running there. Down there at old uh, Dirty Jones is a cafe at Barrel. And I'm, I'm wondering if he's hosting his own game out the back. And this is why he's uh, why he's decided to, you know, request this show. Because he might be Life imitating art. It could be. But, did, you know, two Barrels, um, arguably, sporting and Hollywood sort of capitals of Australia... Because you've got the Bradman, Bradman Museum, Museum in, yeah. in, in um, there. And uh, there's a statue of Mary Poppins in uh, Barrel. because really? uh, She lived there? No. The lady, that, well, the lady that wrote the book, Pamela Travers, she was born in uh, Bundaberg, but she moved to uh, Barrel when she was quite young and learned to uh, write there. So um, Barrel have claimed her. So, yeah, there's a Mary Poppins statue in Barrel as well. So mate, they got it all. they got illegal gambling back at Dirty Jane's. Then so they've got the Hollywood and... Bradman Museum. Do you reckon that he he runs a, an illegal poker game? He does. Yeah, be, have to the, be. the um, BBA, or or is it a bit more like Wake and Fright, where he's got uh, a bit of two up going at the back and he's sculling a beer? Well, you know, like I reckon it's it's like the Wacky Casino. It's um, you know, <laughs> it's a heads or tails or tomato, uh, tomato, tomato. Pick a number between one and ten. <laughs> tomato, tomato. All yeah. right, enough on the barrel buyers agent. Yeah. Rank bank. We've got a few here to choose from. I'd love to get some feedback. So we've got frozen pine branches, a stick, yeah, shattered dreams, scumbag Hollywood celebs, viper rooms, lines of credit, the four P's, pussy posse poker players, or daddy issues. But we, would you go the viper or the cobra club? Well, but it is the viper the room. Viper. What about, about C4, what about C four vertebrae? <laughs> Yeah, or um, but I always thought too. Um, poor people bagels, as well. Poor, oh, yeah. poor people bagels. Poor people bagels. I, yeah. I like poor people bagels. What was the name of the company? What was the bagel company? I don't know, but he was pretty upset with he those was, bagels yeah, because he knew what they were. He, they were poor people bagels. Big yeah. Driss. Big Driss knew what he called them. Yeah, they weren't poor people. Bagels. Why'd you call them poor people when yeah. he said yeah? Yes. Why'd you call them when he but called them? But that to me was like one hell of a scene to really be a douchebag. Pick me up some bagels. You bought at, them at, at the six in the morning when yeah, he rings her, yeah. yeah. Like, you couldn't make someone a bigger dickhead um, apart from that scene. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that, that kind of just, sets, got him, him, just threw sets him, him on his way, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's Okay, we're going with poor people bagels. I like it. Although, I did have a soft spot for the four Ps, but anyway. Yeah, no, it was, it was you, but you can do it. Poor people bagels, I like it. PPBs. Yeah. <laughs> the two Ps. Yeah. <laughs> PP, PPBs. Okay, so start with you, Damo. Uh, how many poor people bagels are you going to give Molly's game? I um, I'm definitely not into gambling at all, and I suppose I I kind of understand poker, but I just I don't really have much patience to play or anything like that. But I I thought it was a really good movie. I really did enjoy it, and I'll give it three point five poor people bagels. Okay, 
That's a good score. G-Man. We're in sync tonight here. Right. Man. We're in sync. Yeah, I was I was right on 3.5 as well. Great story. Really interesting because it's based on the true events. I really enjoyed watching that. Certainly will give it another watch. As I said, to, to pick up anything else that's in there. But uh, yeah, 3.5 for me. Very nice. I really liked this movie. I liked it for the third time. I probably liked it more than I did the previous two times. I took a bit more out of it. Probably does need another viewing to sort of take it all in. Gets four out of five for me. Gets four poor people bagels. Okay, Gal, where does that stand us for Molly's game in the rank bank? Okay, that puts us at 3.67 poor people bagels. Yes. Now, that that is at equal 29th in line with Avatar and with Robocop. Wow, interesting interesting yeah. three-way there. It, it is. is. That's Completely a, different, different movies, aren't different they? Different movies. I suppose two are kind of sci-fi. Mm. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's just below There's Something About Mary at 3.68 Franks and Beans. Uh-huh. And just above Major League at 3.58 Pissed on Contracts. Mm. It's quite tight. The rank bank is is tightening up. Yeah, it is. I think, look, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with it being sort of midway. 3.67. Well, it's up. It's There's three movies that I know super, super well, like, Around it, like yeah. Avatars yeah. and Robocops and Major League. Well, it, it rated 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and we've got it at about that. Yeah. So, we're pretty good. No, we're good. pretty good at this. <laughs> pretty good at this. Okay. Look, if you loved Molly's game, what are you going to watch? Demo? Well, the, the one I thought about, and which you stole my thunder, was oh, The Sting. Yeah, The Sting. Oh, and like I said, I used to watch it at school. For so, and, and I can't think of another one. Yep, excellent. G-Man? I, I would have said Rounders yep. or The Gambler. If you like this, you could watch those. Uh, get the, the Gambler is very much sort of along the lines of this. Uh, but Mark it is Wahlberg. a heavy movie. Yeah, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Uh, John Goodman's really good in it. Yeah. Okay, I've gone, I've gone way out of left field here. So I'm talking about someone who's had it all and lost it all. Scarface. Right. Similar wow. yeah, similar story. He wanted the world and got it all and then lost it all. Yeah. Yep. So similar to Molly, Molly Common. had everything. Yep. Well, Sam Ath Rostein had the same as well. Yeah. You know, he wanted he wanted to be bigger and better, wanted to run his casino, which he did, and then he ended up back back calling or back doing the odds again for the footy. Absolutely. You or know, the sport. It's, it's funny how many these are these movies where the guilt, the greed just takes over. Oh, um, Gordon consumes them. Yeah, greed is good. Yeah, until it's not. So next week we've got something special. I possess a certain set of skills. <laughs> you possess great skills. You possess great skills, and it's not that one. <laughs> Liam Neeson with the movie that brought him back. And actually brought the action movie back. Good luck. Yeah. Taken. I'm really excited about this one. It'll be a lot of fun. What yeah. a movie. You've already established that you're not a real big fan of his daughter. I hate his daughter's guts. <laughs> but other than that, I like him. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe this movie's 2008. 2008, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've got a lot of video store stories about Taken. Uh, this is right in the sweet spot. Of massive rental. Yeah. Massive rental. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was a big movie for the video shop. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. Holly Valance. Holly Valance. She's shocking in it. Um, 
Maggie Grace as, as his daughter. Yep. Femke I'm going I'm to I'm I'm tell you right now, Maggie Grace wins the Ripley's Running Award because she's <laughs> shocking in this movie. Right. Athletic prowess is nothing, but we won't give too much more away. No. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Gao, as always. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to speaking to you all next week. Damo? Yep. Thanks well for having me again. We'll see you next week. I'll be back. I uh, just want to put that bat symbol up in the sky, and if I see it, I'll know I'm wanted. Oh, well, needed. Isn't it a big giant? Well, oh, it's a big giant fist. Oh, well, <laughs> big cock knocker. <laughs> cock knocker. But if... Um, it'll, it'll make the race down from Vicky I'll, Point. I'll check too. I'll, yeah, if Morgs, you know, responds to my um, my call, you know, he might he might turn himself in. So I'll give you an update. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. Mate, yeah. He'd be like Mad Max. He'd be on the the, the dog tins by now. Yeah. <laughs> bit, dog food. bit of dinky die. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out with the feral kid. <laughs> Hanging out with ML Minty. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. We really enjoyed talking Molly's game. And next week with Taken, we can't wait. But from the team here at Born to Watch, it's bye for now. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.